Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Hey everyone, we're back in the book of Judges. We're going to be starting chapter 6 today. We're going to be meeting Gideon. Gideon uh, is a judge. Uh, He's going to be judge number 5. And um, so, again, you know, Israel doesn't have a king. Israel has judges. Um, And we have this sort of cycle of apostasy. Now, the word apostasy means rebellion from God, um, and then because they do evil in the sight of the of God, God gives them over to their, um, you know, enemies, and uh, then they cry out for uh, help, and then God saves them. So it's kind of got this cycle of apostasy, then servitude, then supplication, and then salvation. You know, this over and over thing. So um, again, you know. They are now, uh, Israel is settling in to living in the promised land. And, of course, they don't claim um, all of the land that God has promised them. Sort of, uh, they just, they can't claim all these promises because, obviously, they're not, um, you know, they're not even serving the Lord half the time. They're doing evil. And so, it's sort of... um, they're not really claiming the spiritual blessings that God has has already given them. And I think maybe too many of us today don't claim the spiritual blessings that God's already given us too. And there's a theme here I wanted to, you know, kind of McGee talked about. Um, we're going to meet Gideon as a weak man Um and as we talk about his characteristics, uh, he's kind of a coward. He's hiding. He's weak. Uh, and McGee says, we're just like Gideon. We're often too proud or too strong to be used by God. And uh, God uses the weak and the meek. And uh, so this is who Gideon is. He's weak and meek. Um, but. McGee said something that just made me think. We need to be weak enough to really be used by God. And uh, Gideon was weak in his faith, afraid in public, overwhelmed by events. He was meek. He was dependent. 
And, you know, God is, he brings up these folks who are weak enough to be used. And um, faith is sometimes um, God nudges the faith to allow people to be used. So when we uh, when we are having our faith, that faith needs to be in God based on our weakness and our meekness towards Him. We don't need to say, I'm strong in the faith of God based on my own attributes. It's not faith in God through looking at yourself. It's got to be faith in God through complete dependence Complete desperation to have God in your life. And there's a difference. Um, And maybe I'm not fully developing it. I've got to think more about this as I'm looking at this. But many times we see faith, but that's based on feeling how we feel. Faith is not a feeling. Faith is a desperate dependency. Um based on what you can't see, based on not yourself, based on your own weakness. Okay, so uh, that's what uh, it it is feeling. um, uh, I think that's that's the overall theme that I think uh, that I'm getting so far out of this. We'll continue to develop it. But chapter 6, verse 1, the people of Israel did what is evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord gave them into the hand of Midian seven years. Can you imagine And uh, the hand of Midian overpowered Israel, and because of Midian, the people of Israel made for themselves the dens that are in the mountains and the caves and the strongholds. In other words, Israel is living in caves because of fear. For they would come up, and then down to verse 5, then these Midianites, they were invading the land, and then they would come up with their livestock and their tents, and they would come like locusts in numbers. Both they and their camels uh, could not be counted, so that they laid waste the land as they came in. And Israel was brought very low because of Midian. And the people of Israel cried out for help to the Lord. Okay, notice they were completely rejecting God, doing evil. Now times are tough, and they're crying out for help. Here we go in this cycle again. Verse 7, when the people of Israel cried out to the Lord on account of the Midianites, the Lord sent a prophet to the people of Israel. Now, this is an unnamed prophet. My study Bible doesn't give the name. Um, But in any event, we get a prophet. And he said to them, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, I led you up from Egypt and brought you out of the house of slavery. I delivered you from the land of the Egyptians and from the hand of all who oppressed you and drove them out before you and gave you their land. And I said to you, I am the Lord your God, and you shall not fear the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell, but you have not obeyed my voice. Okay, so God has set himself against these other people and he drove them out drove out these people, and he said, this is your land. And, of course, the Israel uh, the Israelites will say, well, you know, thanks, it's, it's our land, but we're afraid of all these other people. And God is saying, you don't be afraid of all these other people. And that's the first thing, you know, human nature would want to do, is say, well, thanks for the land, but I'm afraid of all these other people. I don't, you know, 
I'm not strong enough to fight. God says, you don't need to be strong enough. You need to be weak enough to let me help you. And that requires faith. That requires faith not in your own abilities, but faith in desperation to me. Dependent faith. Verse 11, now the angel of the Lord. Now, McGee says this is the pre-incarnate Christ. This is, you know, when you get the angel of the Lord, uh, you're getting Christ. Came and sat under the terebinth at the Orpah, which belonged to Joash the Abizarite, while his son Gideon was beating out the wheat in the wine press to hide it from the Midianites. Now, the the wine press is on the low part of the of the ground where you're supposed to thresh the wheat. Uh, that's supposed to be in the high areas on the top of the hills because the wind would blow and separate uh, the wheat from the, the coverings of the wheat. Um, and you'd want the wind to help you blow. But he's threshing out his wheat low in the lowlands where they're doing the wine pressing. And so it's not a very um, uh, efficient way to do it. But he's doing it because he's afraid. Because he wants to hide the wheat from the Midianites. Because they'd come in and see the wheat and steal the wheat. So there you go. You get Gideon doing his thing. He's hiding. He's trying to, uh, you know live here and uh, the lord um, angel of the lord appeared to him here we have the angel of the lord and said to him the lord is with you O mighty man of valor you could kind of take that as a, a little bit of humor there because uh, gideon certainly doesn't look like a mighty man of valor and gideon said to him please sir if the lord is with us why then has all this happened to us and where are all his wonderful deeds that our fathers recounted to us saying did not the lord bring us from egypt but now the lord has forsaken us and given us into the hand of midian and the lord turned to him and said go in this might of yours and save israel from the hand of midian do i not send you you know he's, he's the second time here the lord is referring to midian as a mighty man you know and go uh, because, you know, you need to go because I'm sending you. Isn't that good enough? And he said to him, please, Lord, how can I save Israel? Behold, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I'm the least in my father's house. You know, I'm the lowest of the low. And the Lord said to him, but I will be with you, and you shall strike the Midianites as one man. In other words, we're going to be together. And he, and he said to him, Now I've found favor in your eyes. Show me a sign. Please do not depart here until I come. So he brings out uh, an offering, and the angel of the Lord you know, touches this rock, and then all of a sudden a fire comes up and consumes the meat. And then, then the angel of the Lord vanishes in his sight. And then Gideon feels that he's seen a sign. But, but the Lord said to him, Peace be with you. Do not fear, you shall not die. Then, verse 24, Gideon built an altar uh, there to the Lord and called it, the Lord is, called it, the Lord is peace. Okay, because the Lord says, peace be to you. To this day, it still stands at Orpah, which uh, belongs to the uh, Abyssalites. Verse 25, that night the Lord said to him, take your father's bull and the second bull, seven years old, in other words, two bulls, and pull down the altar of Baal 
that your father has. Now, Baal, I think, was a bull. So they're using bulls to pull down bull and uh, and build an altar to the Lord your God on top of the stronghold here with stones uh, laid in due order. And then take the second bull and offer it as a burnt offering with the wood of the Asherah that you shall cut down. In other words, you know, use the wood from the altar of Baal as to burn up the altar to the Lord. So Gideon took the men of his servants and did as the Lord told him, but he was too afraid of his family and the men of the town to do it by day, so he did it by night. So he's still afraid, but he's doing it. Verse 29, And then the men of the town, they said to one another, Who's done this thing? And then then after they searched and inquired, they said, Gideon, the son of Joash, has done this thing. And then the men of the town said, Bring out your son that he may die, for he has broken down the altar of Baal and cut down the Asherah beside it. Okay? Cut. Bring down the altar and he's cutting down the wooden structure beside it. Now we drop down to verse 34. But the Spirit of the Lord clothed Gideon and he sounded the trumpet and the Azurebarites were called out to follow him. So now Gideon is sounding the trumpet. And we're going to find out tomorrow what happens next. But look at God using someone weak enough to be used, afraid enough to be used. Overwhelmed by events, he was meek and dependent enough to be used by God. How about that? We're going to stop here. We'll turn the. We'll uh, continue to study the book of Gideon and keep sweet Emma in our prayers. God bless you all. We'll see you next time tomorrow on this great spiritual battlefield. And as always... Keep your heart centered on Christ.